welcome to the Babe What Do You Know About podcast. We're your hosts, husband and wife duo, Sam and Taylor. Air the grievances publicly for your entertainment. Did they did they touch it? You know, they are honest little gremlins and they did touch. That's so gross. I know. I so I had heard them, they were out on the deck, I was finishing breastfeeding Max and um, I heard them talking about birds and I was like, oh, the birds are back. You know, the spring is coming. <laughs> the birds are like in the trees. No. And then I, I came out and they're like, the bird is sleeping. And I was like, what are they talking about? And I see tiny little dead bird. So sad. That is so and they're sad. like, yeah, it's sleeping. And I was like, um, that bird is dead. <laughs> the bird is dead. And they're like, yeah, it's dead. And I was like, no, no, no. Dead is sad. I think it's the first dead thing Ella's ever seen. I was like, dead is, dead is sad, also disgusting. So I took them into the bathroom and just like made them scrub. They thought it was hilarious, fortunately. I'm like, I don't know if they touched their face. Ugh. Ugh. So needless to say, we came in inside <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah. Poor thing. I right? am excited for the birds though. We get so many birds here. We do, we do. Speaking of which though, can you please get rid of that dead bird at some point? Wait, it's still out there? No, I'm not taking care of a dead bird. No uh, way. Feminism? Come, come, no, go, come I, on. it's not feminism. It's I'm afraid of dead things. Mm-hmm. I would much rather deal with an alive thing. Okay. Like I remember um, like dissecting things in high school and stuff. And I was like, I would prefer if this was a live animal that we were doing surgery on. Sure. I mean, I'm afraid of dead things. Like I have a fear of dead things. Yeah. So, and you don't. Uh, I think they're disgusting and I don't want to touch it either. So, well, (laughs) please, can you take care of it? Mm, I'll think about it. Please. I'll think Please. About it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to let it go until you say yes. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a long <laughs> podcast. Damn it. All right. Well, this has nothing to do with anything, but. Okay. Please. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, our episode today is on artificial intelligence. Well, sorry, that was quite the lip smack that I did in there. <laughs> I know. Um, so, our, our episode today is on artificial intelligence and. In a move that I found very ironic and funny, I asked AI to write my introduction, including statistics. I like was very specific on what I wanted. And so I'm going to read my introduction exactly as ChatGPT wrote it for me. I'm excited to hear it. Okay. So... <clears throat> Artificial intelligence, or AI, is the rapidly growing field that has the potential to revolutionize the way we live, work, and interact with the world around us. It would say that. It would say that, huh? Sorry, I wouldn't interrupt. No, I know. It's, it's talking about itself. AI, at uh, at its core, AI is the development of computer systems that can perform tasks that would normally require human intelligence, such as learning, problem solving, and decision making. One of the most exciting things about AI is its potential its potential to transform industries across the board. For example, in healthcare, AI is being used to develop new treatments and improve patient outcomes. In finance, AI is being used to detect fraud and make more accurate predictions about market trends. And in transportation, AI is being used to develop self-driving cars that could one day make our roads safer and more efficient. But AI isn't just a buzzword. 
it's already having significant impact <laughs> on, on our daily lives. 77% of devices we use today, including smartphones and cars, already use some form of AI. AI is expected to contribute up to $15.7 trillion to the global economy by 2030. The global AI market is expected to reach $267 billion by 2027, and AI-powered chatbots are expected to save businesses more than $8 billion per year this year. So by 2025, the AI healthcare market is expected to reach $6.6 billion. Of course, with any technology comes concerns about its impact on society. Some worry that AI could lead to job loss or even pose a threat to humanity if it becomes too advanced. These are important issues that we'll explore in this episode, along with the history of AI, the current state of the field, and what the future might hold. So join us as we dive into the fascinating world of artificial intelligence <laughs> and explore its how it's changing the world around us. Well, good job. Close quote. Yeah, good job. <laughs> good job, chat DPT. Doing my job for me. Did, it didn't do the uh, phrase, though. So, babe, <laughs> what do you know about AI? A little bit. A little bit. More, um, more recently, right? Well, okay. So, AI. Let's go down a walk down memory lane. Memory uh, lane? Memory okay. Lane. So, when I was like 10... Um, I remember having our principal, so the acting principal at my primary school, which is uh, like an elementary school in yeah. the United States. And um, <clears throat> computers were all the new rage then. This is... Back in the day 19, when you were a child. Yeah, so this is probably like 1994-ish. The year I was born. The, the year you were born. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just remember him talking about because there was like a controversy about like how computers are just going to like do everything for everyone back at this point or they're going to be so much smarter than people. And his comment basically was um, a computer will never be smarter than the people that made it because or that input the information because, um, you know. Of those reasons, decision making, problem solving, exactly, learning. They were yeah. made by a person first. Now, that was 20 years ago. Almost 30 years ago. That was almost 30 years ago. I lost a decade there, <laughs> <Yeah>. folks. <laughs> so that's uh, almost 30 years ago. And, um, I mean, a lot has changed in terms of technology. I mean, absolutely, like, incredible advancement in technology. And um, absolutely, computers are smarter than people. And yep. here's an example. So okay. <laughs> just a small example with chess. So with chess... Um, basically the smartest chess players could still beat the smartest computers up until literally like 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, it was on par for, you know, about five to 10 years. And then after that, so for the last- Like competitive yeah, between. Now for the last 10 years, the AIs or the computer has gotten so much more advanced than humans that it's, it's almost astronomically better than the best chess player that's ever lived. And that's because of- experience and learning playing chess players yes and also just the in, uh, development of technology it's the capacity a, to process all yeah process it. more moves more variations because you know there's just so many variations that produce so many different varying can, results like, literally weigh risks and yeah okay. exactly so now let's like extrapolate that now today and everything else i i believe you know that's kind of the same that our collective knowledge and intelligence is what AI is or could be and can become definitely is going to be smarter than any individual person for sure. Right. For sure. 
So back yes. down my memory lane, when I was a child, you were probably an adult at this point, but uh, I robot the movie. Oh yeah, with Will Smith. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that came out, but I was a child. I was very young. Um, but I, I that was maybe I'm really young, but wasn't that like one of the first movies to really explore that idea that like if AI or technology became like so smart that there's not that much to distinguish from humans, like because they can learn, they can learn also emotions. They can learn all these things. Like it it poses like a really compelling question. Yeah. There's actually a bunch of these movies. So So now there are, right? Was that one of, no, so so beforehand, so well, some varying narratives around it. Right, so Terminator, Terminator stuff, yeah. with Skynet, and then obviously the Matrix actually is True. about the robots and their intelligence. And so basically, and this is maybe where I think we're going, is the computers, the AI, eventually sees us as fuel, you know, to keep us around to be able to service its needs. So, <laughs> it. <laughs> It basically plugs into your brain and, and creates a world for you that you're just there living this like unreal life, but it's, you know, all virtual simulation. Yeah, simulation. Oh, so we're getting to simulation stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we can backtrack this back to no, how I we're actually it. using it today. <laughs> right. But um, that's a lot of like that sort of um, potential reality is what a lot of people are afraid of, which. Right. I don't know if we should or shouldn't be afraid of because. I know it's valid. I have no clue where this goes. Like. That's maybe that, that, you know, yeah. because we know so much now, it, it almost, I feel like we forget what it feels like to not know, mm-hmm. to not be able to predict something. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be so interesting. So um, a couple of things I wanted to go through is, um, so what are, do you know, and I bet you do because you're in the know on this stuff, but like what are some of the breakthroughs of AI, like through the years, like what were some like big oh, developments in Man, AI? I, d- I wish I'd come prepared. Um, oh, so no. things, things <laughs> so obviously, um, one of the big things was, I think it was like deep blue with the, um, it being able to beat the grandmasters and jazz. Right. Right. Um, I do remember that being okay. a thing. Like I remember that in the news. Yeah. Um, honestly, the, the biggest thing that we actually have in, in AI. So, so essentially AI is, is a really good reference, um, referencing algorithm as well as a lot of really, um, smart. I'm trying to re- oversimplify this and deep if then statements. Right. So right. to break that down, basically, if you guys have any familiar with like Google Sheets or something, you can just write like an if X Formula, equals bar, yeah. then, mm-hmm. then this thing. So you're going down like exceptionally complex decision trees and then it referencing information that's out there as a quote unquote source of truth. The problem and ChatGPT acknowledges this, there actually isn't a source of truth. So like when you're dealing with data um, in Google Sheets or whatever, you can reference a source of truth you know like these are in column a is all the fruits that exist and column b is all the you know diseases that affect fruits and column c is you know when they get ripe i'm just giving weird examples yeah that's, but, <laughs> but you can but you can write a formula that says hey i want to figure out when is the best time to pick oranges because of certain diseases and you mm-hmm. can just write a bunch of if then statements true to to get there and that's essentially what artificial intelligence is doing right now but it doesn't have what it calls a source of truth. So a lot of it is just sub, still subjective information. Yeah. 
and we'll get into this. I, I'm going to ask you to kind okay. of explain because you've been um, for work kind of dabbling and I have actually too dabbling in like using AI as a tool and it's quite a skill to learn like how to communicate with it. So we'll get into that in a moment. But um, the other development that I remember that my mind is just blown by mm. is like self-driving cars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just just wild, but also it makes a lot of sense. So, but one thing that I distinctly remember is when I was interning at um, a nonprofit organization in Brussels that consulted with the European Parliament, the EU over there, um, I attended a... Um, it wasn't a hearing. It was a presentation essentially for lawmakers on the ramifications of AI on legality. And so the example that was brought up pretty often was, you know, who ends up being responsible when things go wrong with AI. So for example, in a self-driving car, if something happens and it gets into an accident, is it the owner of the car? Is it the manufacturer of the car? Is it, um, the specific parts designer, like the, is it the AI itself? Like who's responsible or who, who pretty much has to pick up the consequences of, of mistakes or, or issues. And so it's just like, an, it is a really interesting question to me. And I remember just being like, Oh geez. Cause driving cars is one thing that's like even more simple. But if you start using AI for a lot of other things, then the moral question on who's responsible, like just becomes like more and more and more, uh, nuanced. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of AI that goes in, into basically um, a lot of our advertising. So think about yeah. social media and how we use it. There's a lot of AI involved in that where it's taking all the different behaviors and, and data points in how we behave on social media and then trying to feed us things that it thinks that we're going to either keep doing to watch it or things that we would do to click on to maybe purchase some something else. Right. So that's another big one. That's a big one. And for sure, we've talked about that a little. So are you saying, and I think I think I understand this, but just, just to clarify, um, the algorithm that we speak about a lot with when it comes to social media, that is AI yeah. generated? Well, no, the algorithm is not AI generated. The results would be considered. So the algorithm is the AI. So, okay. so that's what, you know, like I was saying, it's a... a and AI is a lot of just really deep if-then statements. That's what an mm -hmm. algorithm is kind of doing. It's really, you know, watching yes, your behavior. Right. And then the result is basically AI-driven result. But yeah, someone still had to, you know. Right. And Design also, it or tell it what to do. Exactly. And then also updates it, which right. is still what happens with the current, you know, even the latest like mid-journey, which is the art stuff or yeah. um, ChatGPT, which is doing, or, you know, Google's Bard, whatever, is doing the the writing stuff. Right. Um, it's still, there's still so much human interaction with it to watch its behavior and then adjust it. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. So next thing I want to talk about is, um, and this is something my boss has been talking to me a, a lot about this week is how will AI affect the job market? So that's kind of a, I mean, it's a thing that the AI, that ChatGPT itself brought up in the introduction is this concern of like, oh, well, you know, if you can, and especially like with Microsoft coming out with like the integrations into like Excel mm -hmm. and, and Teams and everything like, 
you know, personal assistant jobs or executive secretary jobs, like they, they might be obsolete because you can literally just ask, hey, what, what am I doing next week at this time? Or what meetings are involving this kind of, you can literally ask yeah. it like so much. And that, that, you know, writing or even creative jobs, those are the things that like we felt were very protected from technology that like, okay, like maybe the task jobs will be safe or not safe, but then like at, at least like the creators and the, the authors and stuff will, those jobs will be safe, but that's not the case. It's like either. the opposite, right? Literally. So, so we got two things happening at the same time. We have AI and then we also have automation, which is kind of like AI, but right. really, but you, yeah. really focused mm-hmm. AI and also very simplistic, but because of how everything can kind of integrate with each other now with, um, uh, open, you know, open API connections. Um, and that's what we do for part of my job is that we do a lot of integrations with a lot of different software platforms. So you said open a- API integration for the layman. Can you explain that? So basically, if you have a technology that lives on the cloud, um, let's say Google Sheets, and then you've got another technology on the cloud, let's just say QuickBooks Online, which is a an accounting platform, you can make the two of them talk if you have either have an integration which means the actual software companies themselves built designed a a connection or there are um tools like make which you can um uh, basically program your own connections between the two softwares but only if both softwares have an open api they have an open connection cool so then you can basically tell it to do very complex things with those connections within each other and that and then automate so if one thing happens here does a bunch of stuff it shows up on the other side with what you told it to do so it's pretty much a bunch of formulas as well that but that you build Mm -hmm. into the two okay yeah so basically why i brought up the automation side of it too is that the how it affects the job market is is so much of the you know that a lot of the i'd I'd say like the 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 repeating manual tasks like that you do. Like mindless work, yeah. Yeah, you can just have basically your your bots do it and it gets automated. And because of AI, you start connecting your your really clever AI to these automations and then you can do really, really complex things automatically. Um, how does that affect us today? Like you said, like, man, like the surprise with, you know, the invention of... AI being able to just basically throw throw together some crazy images. There's so much of these independent, you know, artist creators that are already out of work because people can just go on and be like, hey, I, I want a logo that has this, 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 and this, and they get an original piece of artwork that they can then use for their creation. Um, I, I do think <coughs> the same thing is going to happen to people that write copy. Totally. As, you know, because... <laughs> I mean, that's actually what I'm currently using it for. Like, I'm just running a ton of copy either for our website, for marketing, for SEO, SEO for training, any, any of our internal training too. It, it's just getting me content so quick. Like, I've I've made leaps and bounds in like projects that I haven't been able to get to just because I'm like, okay, ChatGPT could probably do this. Let me give it some parameters. Let me like give it a voice and let me give it, you know, like the formatting and stuff and then it just goes like you know and then when it spits out something to you and you like regenerate it and you don't like it you can then adjust it from there until it really fits what you're looking for at the end of the day though 
I'm the source of truth for that stuff. So I know it's right and I know it's real. But if you don't, so, and this is where I'm getting to the, the whole point of the job thing, you still need people that actually can verify that that information is correct. Or else you could just be putting together a whole bunch of garbage and, you know, you, it, that's not going to help your business at all. And that's the problem is is people, I think, too often in general with mm-hmm. with AI, with media, with uh, social media, those sorts of things, people um, just trust. They're yeah. like, this resonates, sounds right, especially if you can pretty up the language, like it's right, you know, instead of trust and verify, like they're not verifying Yeah. if the information is correct. So f- when I um had chat gpt write that um some of the statistics are a little bit out of date because i was not using chat gpt for uh, because it's not connected to so i i did go in and, and adjust some of them but i didn't want to mess with it too much because i wanted to just read exactly what i had created but that's something that like who would have known you know if i didn't go and check then I would have just been like, oh yeah, this is, I mean, and this is exactly, I told it to give me statistics and it did, you know, yep. like who knows? And that's, I think it's just a, a failing. And I don't think that will, unfortunately, my pessimistic view of societies, I don't think that's going to improve. I don't, I think people are just going to have it do it and then just be like, this is it. Yeah, ChatGPT told is, me. And so yeah. that's mm-hmm. the answer. Like even today, the, I did the exact same thing. I, I put together like an email copy and I asked it for some statistics, certain uh, statistics. And it's bad amount in the email copy. And then I was like, hey, can you give me the reference for those? And then it gave me a link to uh, this with the article that I got it from. And then when I clicked on the link for the article, dead, dead web, web page. So I was like, hmm, that's curious. So then I had to, then I went to Google, which is the old AI. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I had to try verify this, the, the actual factual information that it's given me, not like opinions, not, you know. Yeah, facts. Yeah. And was it correct out of curiosity? Well, no, because it's, I mean, yes and no. So yes, an article did say that, but is that a current statistic and is it accurate, you know, because and I went into that article Could be and then yeah. tried to find the references in an article that spoke about a similar statistic, and then it takes you down. And again, that's actually why I like Google because you you right. go down the rabbit hole of hey, let me actually try sources information, and then you try you are f- teaching yourself by exactly, yeah. and then you try find enough verifying you know um, things. And I guess that's kind of the world we live in, which is feels like the world of post truth. Like people so just annoying. say whatever. So doing as much as I can to try verify statistics on reliable sources, you know? So, and, and that's a hard part is how do you find reliable sources? You know, like, so these are all skills that I think mm -hmm. human beings very much need to have. And that has always been the case. Like I feel like people have always needed to learn like how to do research essentially. But I think that especially in a world where like, instead of generating content, you'll be, having it generated and then vetting it or verifying it or curating it better. Um, Like we need to know how the research is done. It's just almost, I feel like it can just very quickly get away from you. If you don't understand what's going on behind what you're doing, you can, it's like, it's like having a CEO that doesn't understand at all what the boots on the ground feels like in their company. You know, it can just kind of be like, you're making decisions that affect a lot of things you're not thinking about. Yeah, so I think maybe that's why, you know, a lot of the creative things are going away first that, you know, people are doing it and what AI can do is because it's not factual. 
It's this artwork is just literally a new creation. It's just, it, have you heard of the theory that everything is a remix? It's kind of like totally for sure. <laughs> so it's kind of like the same way, you know, like a, a story or like a video or a piece of artwork. It's all kind of a remix of something else that you know people are inspired by or have imagery in the head. It's all comes from something else. Artificial intelligence, intelligence is doing it so good and so quick, especially if you know how to, you know mold it into into what you want but yeah that factual things is unless again like, like the way i'm using it is that we know the the facts about it so i can behave as a source of truth and we're kind of doing that with um how we're integrating it with our own accounting platform is we're able to basically teach it some interesting things because of how it can integrate with our own software mm-hmm. we can then start to get even quicker and have more automations around you know what sort of transactions and what sort of information means what because we already know what that information would be if we got that information but now we're teaching the ai that we're creating right. the, the, the parameters for it so if i'm hearing you right um the job market for sure will adjust and change um it's going to look super different super different some things will be valued a lot less than they are um but not all i i, I think that really does depend on why you do what you do Mm -hmm. so again job market that's going to be wow a little bit messy and a little bit hard but i i do hope that people like don't stop creating just you know what i mean like just like actually drawing or actually writing um but i know it's going to be interesting right but um but you're saying the jobs that will be protected are going to be those higher level like knowledge-based things yeah and also how good are you at interacting with with uh, ai like it's like learning a computer language essentially to learn how to use it effectively yeah and and all the peripherals from ai so you know it it is one thing but there are so many things that it and what makes chat gpt exciting is that it connects and has these integrations into tools you already use that's how microsoft made that big investment because they're having it literally communicate with their entire suite which makes you know every business all of a sudden super yeah, totally like efficient in in how they're getting information it's not everywhere you, it's literally localized in, in one spot yeah yeah i um well we'll come back we'll come back to this but um it's going to be very very interesting to see how the job market adjusts but i will say that for sure i mean this has been the case for a while but if you're studying technology if you're studying these things like you're here in a good <laughs> in a good place because um just learning how to interact with technology efficiently and ethically i mean is is just going to be very needed yeah um so um let me see where do i want to go next um so that kind of begs the question that ethical question so how can we make sure that um ai is being what used or developed in a way that benefits society as a whole this, <laughs> instead <okay>. of <laughs> Taylor's laughing because I'm it. just shaking my head. So okay, that's a great question and stop me if I'm talking too much. But All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move myself away from the mic so you can No. Okay, so my my thoughts on this are is that the cat's out of the bag at this point. Um because that's the the technology behind AI is not just under like one roof. It's with multiple, you know, organizations and it's only going to get more intelligent and it's only going to get more interconnected. 
Um, so whatever rules you know one has isn't necessarily going to mean that everyone's going to follow the same set of rules. And the thing that's going to dictate this all is going to be money. The age, the age old thing that we always know it's going to happen. So that means that sure, like for example, ask ChatGPT to please tell me who are the best X, Y, and Z, you know, to see if it's behaving like Google ads yet, you know, and oh, um, yeah. it, it, it isn't because it says, Hey, I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing that. Um, but it's going to at some point. And so then you start someone's wondering, someone's going to let their AI do it. Someone's going to let the AI do it. And someone's going to take money to make sure that they can choose who's at the top of the AI. I'm using air quotes right now. So that, yeah, so I don't know where or how this ends up. All I know is that it's going to be completely out of our control and it's going to be dictated by money. So um, this is something that I was speaking with my boss about because he's he's literally going crazy for AI in a good way, meaning like he's he's really his brain is just going crazy for like the th he's an innovator and a, yeah. create, a creator. Right. So he's just like, oh, my gosh, it's this amazing tool. Um, but that's you know, he was bringing up this idea that like future AI, AI that's being worked on is going to be able to not just create like images, but to create movies, videos, yeah. that's going to for sure disrupt Hollywood. It's going to disrupt that whole industry. But my concern then gets into like, people are just so like people, I think as a whole are great moral, awesome people, but society has like a really high proportion of really disgusting people and the concern with like being able to curate visually whatever you want is so concerning and I feel like for sure the lawmakers which unfortunately they're people who don't know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to technology that's a huge problem dinosaurs from just this week dinosaurs um they are the ones that are going to need to like I think they need to get way ahead of the laws around like what is ethical and legal for you to create using AI. Uh, because you can get into like some, I mean, obviously, you know, like I'm very into like protecting children and like child pornography things and pedophilia. And there's, I feel like people's, I don't even want to say kinks, but they're like sexual deviancies can be catered to. And that I, it does kind of push the deviancy further and further. I think it can be toxic for a society to just be able to, whatever I want to see, however I want to see it, I can just make it right now. No big deal. I honestly never even thought of that, but that's definitely one, that's definitely going to happen. But two, what I think is even worse than that, just to top, I'm going to try to top you off. Worse than child porn? <laughs> yes, worse than child porn. Oh my gosh. Is that the, we're, it goes along with that narrative of, we're in a post-truth world. That means yeah. no one's going to have any idea how to what, verify what's what actually happened. Yeah, and what so happen. you, you can fake wars, you can fake being attacked, like the nations being attacked. You can fake who the real president is. You can fake well, did you, whatever you did want. Did you see the pictures of someone created like pictures of Trump being arrested? Yep, that didn't actually happen. No, but but yeah. a lot of people thought it happened, and that was just like some you know some that wasn't cheap even good. Yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. so. No, that, that's where the world's going to and it's going to get more and more difficult to discern what is real and what's not. And to me, that's why I, I literally have no clue where this goes oh because what what happens to a society that literally doesn't know like, you know, like like not just like, oh, the idiots, they, they believe whatever. but Actually, actually deluded, yeah. But, but the general population not being able to really tell like what is a real footage or a real event or, a, you know, what is real at all. 
That's why I think we're going to end up in the matrix. I mean, it sounds more and more possible. Like the more <laughs> we talk about it, because it's just, I think you're right. Like psychologically, what that does to society is potentially very damaging. And that's why I'm like, it's, there has to be some parameters. There has to be some control boundaries. And unfortunately the people tasked with setting those boundaries are completely incompetent, ridiculous, like foreign language levels with technology and, and understanding it. I mean, just the, the interview with the TikTok CEO just this week or last week proved that where I was like, what, why are you, Wi-Fi? Like, what has that got to do with anything, right? So it's so concerning to me. I'm like, can we not, as a society, just be like, no, we're going to assign these people to this committee <laughs> and just like, you, but you, I wish we could. I mean, I'm talking about. We are going to have so many curveballs thrown at us on a, on a world stage in, in like the next 10 years. Things that we can't even think about going wrong are going to go wrong. And as a society, we're going to try and figure it out. But we're getting a whole lot, whole lot of new set of problems coming. Yeah. Something that brings comfort is that all technological advances have brought, I think, similar feelings and similar concerns on like, mm -hmm. we don't understand the ramifications on this. And for the most part, as a human race, like we're resilient. But the, but that doesn't mean that like, oh yeah, through all the technology and all the fears, we've ended up just fine. Like that's not really the case in a lot of ways. I, <laughs> I don't want to have children in this world. <laughs> wow. That was, we're, it's a bit late. It's scary. I know. I mean, that's the thing is like, that's, this is what our kids will grow up in, like how they're going to be going to school, how they're going to be. I, that's a little bit scary. It's a little bit scary that, I mean, obviously we're going to do an amazing job teaching them like about research and morals and reality and facts. Absolutely not. So the plan is <laughs> we're going to move to some like deserted place in the middle of nowhere and we're going to farm and stay off any technology and make sure that the AI enforcer robots cannot find us. That's the plan. All right. Let's start looking for one of those <laughs> islands right now. We're going to go, we're going to go into the middle of the Kalahari desert <laughs> with the Bushmen <laughs> and that we're going to live our lives happy and alone. But it is a bit scary to think about yeah. raising kids in, in, a, in a post truth world. I mean, that's already kind of the case, but like with this introduction, it's very intimidating. And I do know, like there are some things that have already been thought of, like, you know, college students just not act, like just not ever writing their own papers or understanding their own content or whatever. Um, they have like tools around checking that sort of thing, which I think is awesome because there'd be nothing scarier than people graduating with a degree that they don't know what they're yeah. really talking about. But at the same time, it is a cool tool you could use in college to be like, you know, I really don't understand this concept. Here is the textbook explanation. My professor had explain it like this. And like, you can actually use it as a very cool tool to actually learn the things you're doing, or you could use it as a lazy tool to yeah. cheat. And that's the hard thing is we don't have like, a set of parameters that as a society we've agreed to interact with AI in this way. Yeah. Look, I've seen a lot of alarmist things, but on the flip side, a lot of AI is kind of like a politic and it's, it seems to be doing a lot more things than it really is doing. Um, True. but everything I'm saying is about what it can do, what, what it will be able to do. But right, right now it doesn't do any of that. And 
today we don't have to to worry in terms of you know a post-truth world in terms of a whole visual experience right right it's it's actually i mean for those that are like savvy enough it's fairly easy to to spot fake um imagery yeah. and and, yeah. and that's just with your eye but there's literally like you said there's programs verificate yeah that can literally tell if something has been changed ai generated yeah, yeah ai yeah. generated or even manipulated yeah and i think that's probably what will happen is they will, that that market will be more and more important and we will it will be more popular like we'll need to rely on those verification programs yeah. so um but i do want to talk a little bit about like what ChatGPT told me and what it's mm-hmm. in our introduction is like the very cool things that are coming because of this, because I do think like there's a reason that we're still going down this pathway, even though it's so intimidating. Right. And so one of the cool things that I'm very excited about, and it, it mentioned is this is the healthcare adjustments, um, being able to, you know, in, increase patient outcomes and treat more people in a way that, um, is more accessible for healthcare. Like, I think that's so cool. Such a cool direction to take AI is like, how can we help people be healthy and well? Yeah. That is honestly amazing. Like how they're able to study, you know, like blood samples and all sorts of other things that we can't connect because it, it would take so long for us to connect it. It's those automations. And then having that um, intelligence around those automations that can make discovery so quick. Yeah, and I mean, even just like the research and, and surgeries and, and methodologies and um, preventative, and then also like mental health care as well, yeah. like the amount of things that, that, you know, it's just a very cool, very cool direction to take it. And I'm I'm hopeful and happy about that. Yeah, like I, I even ask it like um, today, I was just messing around with like ChatGPT, you are a relationship guru. And I just start asking it questions and it like, it's like laid out, it's like communication and you know, all the, like the general things. But as it gets smarter, it's going to be a lot smarter at knowing like your life, your relationship, like more specific things like that. Yeah. And the other thing that it also mentioned that I also am like happy about is self-driving cars. And we always joke about this. We're like, oh yeah, when we teach Ella to drive, just kidding. Like probably she's not ever going to drive because by the time she's 16, you know, all the cars will be self-driving and it really will just send the car to like, drop her off or pick her up from wherever. Right. Um, but I do think, you know, obviously that is a little scary in the event that like things break or whatever, but I think that generally the roads will be safer and more efficient and better for the environment. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's really good. And then energy as well, energy projection, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So very cool things. And then I do think again, accessibility, um, being able, if you want to be more thoughtful about something, like if I'm writing an email and I'm like, you know, I don't know how to make this more professional or more empathetic. Like, let me just put the email I've already written. And this is what, how I've used it mostly is, Hey, I'm, I'm writing a termination email. That's like a hard email to write yeah. in the right way with the right balance of professionality, but empathy. And so I would just like write just like word vomit, like what I, the information I need and then say, Hey, like, can you help me to make this more, this, this, and this, and this in tone. And then it does. And you're like, you know that there it is. That's communicating accurately. Like what I was hoping to communicate. Yeah. And it can make a very cool tool. I think to improve communication, 
person to person. Yeah. Um, and again, it comes down to the professional behind AI currently where it's, you know, if you can use AI to write a book or a story, AI itself doesn't write a very entertaining story. It, no, it's, bit, it's really bad actually. It's I tried to get it so, to write a child story and it was all over the place. Yeah. Or it's just so generic and so like a complete like blend of everything. So, but if you know how to use it, it will get you what you're trying to create um, in a very quick way. Yeah. So that's that's something that I wanted you to speak about because I think you've done a bit more of this, but my, my boss was explaining how, because um, he's bought ChatGPT4 and so he has like different tabs and he, to start out a tab of like, a personality within ChatGPT, and yeah. he says you are this kind of person so for example he's like you're a professional you're an innovator you ha- tackle problems in this way and you communicate in that way and you pretty much tells him exactly the kind of person it wants ChatGPT to do and then he uses that bot yeah. or i don't know what to call it that bot specifically for like these kinds of work problems but mm-hmm. then for like his you know communication with you know investors it would be like okay you're a cutthroat like blah 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 you know and yeah. he like has like a bunch of different personalities all curated by him to have learned a specific tone and style and need that he's filling and so ai using ai is a lot more of a, I mean that's something i didn't even think of until he mentioned i was like oh yeah i guess you should tell it like what kind of person it is yeah so tell me about a little bit about that speak to kind of how you interact with AI in the most effective ways. Oh, okay. No, you literally nailed how I'm finding the most effective use of it, which is for each, so you can have basically new chats. You know, you have like, um, you know, like you have this chat and you can have multiple versions of it. And just like you explained what your boss is doing, I have one for different personalities. I have one for different actions because not all of my actions I have is- Need a personality. Need right. a personality. One of them is actually just, I'm, I want a character counter which is, I know it sounds like such a waste of having one chat just to count characters, but no. literally like um, I go in there and I, I finish a certain thing because I want you know a subject line or I want a um, email to be a certain length or a word counter, right? So I'm just throwing in like, I, I don't even like ask it to do anything. I just slap, I just copy and paste and it tells me how many characters it is. Yeah. So, uh, or how many characters so and simple. how many words it is. It Because it knows that's what I'm asking for every single time. So I don't even ask it. It's just literally a tool that I'm using. It's learned that that's the why you're using it. Yeah, exactly. And and, cool. and obviously there's better ways to do that. But for right now, you know, in the it's early days, yeah. I've, got, I've got like, you know, a whole, you know, menu of different things that I'm doing. And like, for example, there's a fun one. I'm, I'm creating a board game, right? And so one of the things I'm doing is I'm, creating events and I'm having it in a certain voice. But what's nice is I've already told it that it's this particular comedian and I want it in three sentences. Um, he's a, a dungeon master. So he's got, he's in, <laughs> he's in character. And I, I then give it like certain prompts, like, you know, there's an orc. Stuff that you have written. Yeah. Right, yeah. There's an orc. There's a funny situation about him and a merchant and leave me in suspense. So, and then it gives me this, beautiful like funny thing i read a few of you a few of them that yeah. ads, and some of them are like truly fun, hilarious truly yeah. hilarious so things i've never even thought of before and like i was like how did i come up with that that's not even like a, a joke or a phrase i've even heard before yeah it's not like just regurgitating yeah. co- a comedian's thing yeah i mean but that comes with that you you had to like really curate the mm. personality of that 
bot, right? But, to yeah. get that. And then what's interesting is for the first while of prompts, it's still learning exactly what you want because then I'll tell it like, tell me it funnier, tell me it shorter, tell me it in this way mm-hmm. or this thing. And so it in that single singular chat, it's it's getting smarter and smarter or more and more particular about how you're happy or not happy about the result. And so by the time you're like 40 lines down, now when I pop into it, it's just literally- It gets what you want. It's literally telling me exactly how I want it immediately. So cool. Um, okay, so something I would recommend is even if you're not someone like in the professional world or just not really like into the stuff, I do recommend going to chatgpt.ai just to the free version. Yeah. Um, and just kind of messing around and the, the, the first couple of things I actually had to do is I said, Hey, uh, tell me 10 things that I could do with a toddler and a baby, a 10 month old baby at home using things that are in most households. And it gave me this amazing list of like 10 things. I was like, oh my gosh, these are lovely ideas and truly like helpful rather than just like Googling it and trying to look for a list that someone actually made. Like it, it, I could be as specific as I wanted. Or another thing that I did is I was like, hey, curate a cleaning uh, schedule for a family that looks like this, that has this need and has this amount of time. Um, every day to do it and it did and you obviously it's not perfect you you need to like yeah. still mess with it a bit but I think like I would recommend all of our audience to just kind of go and just play with it on that sort of thing or like write a text to someone and then ask it to change the tone to yeah. sound like and see what it does honestly it's behaving currently how I imagined Siri was supposed to behave where it's just yeah. like you you literally have this you know, voice that you can just ask it to do something. And you can do that. You can give it a voice prompt too and just have it go voice to text and have it do that too. I so, didn't know that. So, I mean, well, it's just an additional like in the, integration that yeah. you can put together. But so, I mean, it's, it's, it's can be what you want it to be. Again, it's not to the level where it's, you, it has a source of truth. So you're not going to have that, the, but yeah, <laughs> but in terms of creative ideas and like Taylor saying, like activities and functional things like that, it's going to have stuff that you can be like, Oh yeah. I like that one. And let's, let's do that. Yeah. So I recommend it. I just, just mess with it. See, see, you know, if tasks that you would usually Google, if, if it can do it for you and see what it comes up with and like learn how to, cause I do think it's, you know, the language of AI is going to be an important and marketable language to know, not just in the professional sphere, but like just, just to function in society moving forward. And so I think it's a good opportunity now as it's kind of new to just play with it a little. Yeah. And, have fun with have it. fun with it while it's especially while it is still fun yeah um, before it becomes sentient and before it becomes, <laughs> before it becomes a supreme leader of the world um but yeah um let me see if there's any like lost things that i wanted to talk about no i think i think we covered most of like the questions that i had um but um to finish, I want you to have ChatGPT tell us something super entertaining. So I'm going to pause this so that you can go and get something for us. Sure, let's do it. All right. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> you pushed record, didn't you? I did. Okay, well. Okay, what was I doing? Sorry. So we're we're going to read what, what oh, ChatGPT yes, made for us. That was a longer pause than I, I think we probably planned for. 
at least for, for my ADHD. Right. <laughs> okay. So just so you know, the I'll tell you one of the, the parameters that we told um, Chat GBT to use was to give it to me in the voice of Trevor Noah. And so just imagine Trevor Noah saying this because um, he uses a lot of, you know, words that I his, typically, yeah, typically don't. All it's right. his, yeah. All right. Um, it goes. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode of Babe, What Do You Know About? We hope you enjoyed listening to us argue about everything from politics to pop culture. And if you did, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode of our witty banter. And if you didn't like what you heard, well, just remember that we're a package deal, so you can't have one of us without the other. But hey, at least we're not as controversial as pineapple on pizza, am I right? Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. (laughs) Thank you for listening to... Babe, what do you know about... If you'd like to hear more from us, please remember to rate, subscribe, and review.